Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. Uh, HashtagBasketball.com, uh, the home of your fantasy basketball analysis needs. they got a great schedule and great Twitter feeds over there. They also got some NBA uh, general podcasts that you should probably check out, uh, NBA Deep Dives, is a uh, podcast where each one of the writers is dives into what, how their team's doing so far this year. And if you get a chance, go check that out because I do talk. I get to talk about the Bulls um, and kind of rip into uh, Hoiberg a little bit, which is well-deserved. Also, the Deep League Relevant Fantasy Basketball Podcast, where this podcast kind of focuses on standard leagues. They are uh, diving way down into the weeds, looking at a lot of the uh, the, the – deep players uh if you are in big big leagues you should definitely check out the deep league relevant podcast on hashtag basketball.com let's get right into the box scores tonight um not a huge slate tonight because a lot of teams are are going to be playing over christmas and one of my favorite things to do is watch 12 straight hours of basketball and ignore my entire family uh, while they desperately try to get me to um, spend time with everybody, I say, look, there's, uh, there's, there's basketball games on from noon to midnight, and that is what I am doing. And I hope you're doing the same thing. The first game of the night with the Indiana Pacers versus the Washington Wizards. Uh, the Pacers ended up kind of squeaking this one out. Wizards uh, came back on them, and uh, Pacers ended up only winning by two points tonight. And, um, you know, this part, at this time of the league, I, I would hope after going through the box scores uh, so far over a month, two months now, that you're, you're kind of getting the feel of how to, how to read these box scores. So over the next couple weeks or so, I'm going to be moving away from just going from box score to box score and just kind of hitting the highlights of the box scores. And then I'm going to start talking about, you know, waiver wire pickups, uh, some trading stuff. And hopefully bring in a few special guests, um, which should be interesting. So stick around for that. But we're gonna we're gonna stick with uh, box scores for tonight. Um, if you go check out Washington's box score, the most uh, standout line of the night was Marcin Gortat. Now he played forty three minutes tonight, which is uh, really out of the ordinary for him. But he was he was feeling it tonight, and uh, he was ten for fifteen. He had 21 points with 13 rebounds and one assist. That is a monster Marcin Gortat night, even though he didn't get any steals or any blocks and only one assist. Still 21 and 13 is really nice, plus that um, shooting percentage, 10 for 15, really, really helps. I've always liked Marcin Gortat. I think he is the uh, the leader in the least sexiest, most effective fantasy basketball player um i i've always liked marcin he does bring uh nine cat value to any team he's a he can be uh in the top 50 top 60 type of player he's a solid at rebounds he's solid at shooting percentages or at, at field goal percentage at least he d- he gets at least a block a game and it's it, and he gets a he's consistent um this game right here is not him breaking out I just think it's kind of a fluke, but it is nice to see that he is healthy, he is playing well, and you can kind of ride Marcin Gortat for really the um, for the rest of the year Is at this point. Uh, if you really wanted to try to sell high uh, after a game like that, if you have some gullible um, 
league owners in your league, I would then sell high on them. Uh, if they see that 21 and 13 uh, stat line, then I don't see why you wouldn't try to get something better back for him. Um, I would like, you know, I would want a better uh, center, uh, but over the last week, Marcin Gortat's been averaging 14 points. He's had a few monster games, and he's looked pretty good. He's 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 known to um, to kind of do this every once in a while. Have these like big games. He had a uh, 21 and 18 game earlier this year, an 18 and 14 game. His rebounds are so so consistent and and really top of the league type of rebounds. Uh, it's kind of hard. I think people kind of underrate rebounds because kind of every every player gets rebounds right not really that impressive to get rebounds but i don't know i don't know if you know this i'm going to do a quick math only 13 players in the league average more than 10 rebounds a game that's it only 13 only 16 players average over nine rebounds a game so now you're talking. You're really talking about there is an elite group of guys who get elite rebounds, and Marcin Gortat is one of those guys. He almost averages 12 rebounds a game. So um, that's slightly he's slightly better than Rudy Gobert in re- rebounding, slightly better than Carl Car- Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis. Now, granted, Gobert, Towns, and Anthony Davis are all way better than Marcin Gortat. But that doesn't mean Marcin Gortat isn't, it should be overlooked. Um, I've always been a fan of Marcin Gortat. So if you want to sell high on this, but you're you're losing a, an elite rebounder if you do get rid of Marcin Gortat from your team. Just be aware of that. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. only played 19 minutes tonight. I know he'd been getting some extra playing time. He did have seven rebounds, uh, one assist and a block and five points. Uh, I think he's still deeply relevant, uh, Kelly Oubre, but that that hidden um, in playing time, I, he's just still not uh, super regular in the rotation. I'd like to see um, Kelly Oubre get more minutes, and over the last uh, couple weeks, he has been uh, up in minutes, close to um, kind of being the first guy off the bench. Uh, he even got a start against Charlotte. I, I do expect, you know, him to, to kind of fall back down in the minutes uh, categories. And even playing those heavy minutes, he only had a handful of games where he was um, kind of stellar and, and other games where he fell off pretty hard. So he's not really consistent enough. He's too young. He's only 21. Um, he's watch, uh, you got to watch him, I think. Kelly Oubre uh, is definitely someone to keep your eye on if you're in standard leagues. But... I would. Um, I, I just think he's a he's a fourteen sixteen team league, probably you know relevant in those leagues or maybe streaming in head to head leagues if you just need a if you need a guy who's going to play um, tonight who might play off the bench if you're in a bigger league. For the rest of the year, it is it's just notable to to uh, to see that he's kind of the first guy off the bench. If Markeith Morris or Otto Porter Jr go out, uh, Kelly Oubre could stand to hit um, substantial minutes, you know, close to starters minutes, and he would be someone you want to keep on your radar for for injuries and maybe uh, take a flyer later in the year. Uh, But right now, just someone to keep an eye on. Going over the Pacers, you should kind of know 
who the paces are, and what they're doing. C.J. Miles came off the bench and played 30 minutes, but he shot poorly 3-for-7 tonight. Only one three-pointer, which is the only reason he should be on a standard league team if he's hitting his threes. C.J. Miles is not hitting his threes right now. Thaddeus Young uh, has also kind of... uh, had a nice start and then kind of fell back a little bit. And I still like I still like Thaddeus Young tonight. Thaddeus had 12 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals, plus 2 three-pointers. He's, uh, I think Thaddeus Young's just kind of a rare guy. I know I am uh, much more of a fan of guys who kind of do everything. Um, that I, I like the cross-the-board guys who are 9-cat relevant. But... Thaddeus Young can be relevant in head-to-head leagues as well. He plays solid minutes, and really, he's he, he's still starting for the Indiana Pacers. I, I don't see why moving forward for the rest of the season, he isn't going to be kind of what he was tonight. You know, a um, kind of like a ten and eight kind of guy, eleven and eight kind of guy. But he throws in. Uh, a block and a steal each game and shoots around 54%. That's worth owning. So I would I would I would still keep Thaddeus Young in all standard leagues. Let's go to the next game, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another close game. The beginning of the year started out with a lot of blowouts and I feel like the games are getting a little bit closer. Teams got a lot of uh, video on each other at this point, so they're able to uh, kind of tease each other out. The Hawks' uh, starting main guys played a lot of minutes, and they played very well. It looks like their um, their bench has been a little short uh, this year the, for the Hawks. And uh, Dennis Schroeder, a guy who I think a lot of people were down on, it's probably over for buying low on Dennis Schroeder because over the last, I don't know, a couple weeks, he's been playing incredibly well. Tonight... He had a great game with 31 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 10 of those points coming from free throws, 10 for 10 on free throws, only one three, but hey, that's a three, that's nice. Uh, four turnovers, which is a little much, but really, can you? I, I don't know if you can complain, this is what you want to see from uh, Dennis Schroeder, he has been playing really incredible over the last um, couple weeks, and... I don't think he is a um, sell high. Uh, he might be playing a little bit above his actual um, ceiling. So I think this is a ceiling, right? Um, I think he can. He has the potential to be this good. I do th- notice that he is shooting well above 50%. He's shooting about 56% in the last six games. And that is not sustainable. He's obviously going to fall off. So this this is his ceiling, but his potential is is higher than it was at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's going to revert to the type of player he was to start out the year when he was just kind of getting started, just getting used to being the starter for Atlanta. I, I think you're seeing this little uptick in scoring and, and assists. Really, I think that's who he is. Um, once his, free, his field goal percentage goes down just a tad, um, back to probably the 45% range, 46% range, then you can expect his scoring to, to dip a little bit more. But I don't know why you would not want someone who can score uh, 17, 18 points a game and get you 7 to 8 assists a game, plus 3 rebounds, hit a, over a 3 a game. His, if his steals were up, he would be kind of an elite player, but... Um, 
yeah, if Schroeder, I mean, there's no reason Schroeder should be available. I think the buy low time for Dennis Schroeder is over. Uh, Ken Bazemore played 40 minutes tonight. He was four for nine, 12 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, and a block. That's a pretty nice line from uh, old Kenneth Bazemore. Um, it's Kent Bazemore, but I just like to say different names for him. Bazemore has not been playing well this year. He was playing much, much better. Um, he had a really nice game against Charlotte in their previous game, and he played well tonight in his... Uh, he started tonight as well, which is notable. Um, I don't know. If I'm in a bigger league, I'm I'm picking up Kent Bazemore. I think you probably already should have owned him because he does play about... He does play close to starters minutes each night, or at least first man off the bench type of minutes, 27, 28 minutes a game. And he is known to occasionally put up big stats. Um, But he's kind of across the board guy. He's another nine cat guy that I like. He doesn't really hurt you hardly anywhere. And for the season, he's been shooting 36%. And that's, that's way below his normal um, field goal percentage. He's usually shooting about 43%. He's not, you know, lights out knockdown shooter he kind of picks his spots and shoots around 44 percent 43 percent uh last year he shot about 44 percent i do think over the over the last week you've seen him shoot about 43 percent this is closer to the player he is uh versus someone who's shooting 36 percent it doesn't mean he's not going to slump again but uh he's starting to uh head towards i would say the drop zone i still don't think he's standard uh kim baysmore standard league relevant yet but it is worth watching to see, you know, if his playing time bumps up, if his uh, production bumps up. And the last two games have been a good sign. So I'd keep him on my watch list in standard leagues, but in, I'd pick him up in all. I'd pick Kent Bazemore up in all deep leagues for sure. Uh, another guy on the Hawks that I've kind of uh, taken a liking to is Tabo Cephalosha, a former Bull, really lengthy, good player, still doing uh, very well in the in, in the league. He has been starting for the uh, Atlanta Hawks over Kyle Korver. And since he's been starting, he's had some pretty nice games mixed with some solid games. He isn't going to be a prolific scorer by any means, but he is one of the top steals guys in the league. His um, steals per game in 26 minutes per game on this season is 1.9. So anyone who can average almost two steals a game is, is pretty much relevant almost no, no matter how bad they are and everything else. But Seth Losha isn't really terrible at anything else. He's not going to score, like I said, but he gets about five rebounds a game, uh, a little under two assists a game. He's known to get a ha- a, the occasional block. The elite steals and the occasional three. That's an across-the-board type player. He doesn't turn the ball over. His um, free throw percentage isn't terribly great, but he does pick and choose where he shoots, and so his field goal percentage does not hurt you. I would go ahead and pick up Tabo Cephalosha in all standard leagues. I think he does enough across the board. He's got the starting position. His steals can win you a week. Um he definitely 100% should be streamed in every league. But I think if you're in a standard league, you can go ahead and pick up Tabo Cephalosha, put him on your roster. I think f- for the time being, he's got the starting spot, he's playing starters minutes, and those steals he produces are uh, make him standard league worthy alone. 
he, and he doesn't really hurt you hardly anywhere else. Let's go over to the Thunder. A, uh, a guy who's been hovering, I think, in uh, had been hovering in the drop zone. I think he's back above the drop zone for the Thunder is Steven Adams. Steven Adams played 31 minutes tonight. He didn't have a great game, but he's had some good games in the last uh, week or so. But tonight, Steven Adams, two for four, six points, nine rebounds, two for five from free throw, which is a little disappointing, and uh, three steals and a block. Steven Adams' steals, kind of like Tabo Cephalosha, uh, Steven Adams' steals have been very impressive, and coming from a center-eligible player, those steals are very hard to get. It's hard to get a guy, you know, outside of, like, Anthony Davis, who's giving you close to two steals a game. And in the last two weeks, Steven Adams is averaging two steals a game. For the full season, Steven Adams, I think, is pretty close to two steals a game. Let me make sure. Uh, about a steal and a half. So, all right, that's fine. But over the last couple weeks, he's been averaging about two steals a game. Um, he's like I said, he's he's also not good. To, like Tabo Cephalosha, he's not going to be a prolific scorer. But he gets great rebounds. He gets good steals. He's good for almost a block a game. He's really good sh- uh, field goal percentages because he's always really putting put back dunks and layups in. So it's not really um, like he's going to um, hurt you and feel. He's going to help you a lot in field goal, which uh, which boosts the category. If, uh, his only concern, I think, is. The fact that he's shooting 72% from free throw, uh, he was kind of came out of the gate shooting almost close to 80. And he, he's dropped down a little bit in his free throw percentages over the last couple of weeks, closer to his normal 58, 60% range. And I, I do expect him, you know, maybe he did make, um, maybe he did get better at free throws. It does seem like he's, he's made at least a little bit of a jump. But when he started the league, when Stephen Adams started the league shooting about eighty percent from free throws, that wasn't sustainable, and you can see that it is tailing off a little bit. So that is something to note. But if you're in a punt, if you're punting free throw percentage, I don't know why you don't own Stephen Adams. I know he's not. I know he's not like an elite rebound guy, but that's solid rebounds and really great steals, um, and a block uh, close to a block a game plus the the field goal percentages. I think Stephen Adams can still be owned in all leagues. I he started playing a little bit poorly and he might have been had a little bit of a nagging injury but steven adams is back above the drop zone i i would pick him up and or own him in all leagues completely uh, everybody else with the thunder i think you kind of know what's going on there let's go on to the t wolves versus the suns uh the battle of the you know well the battle of the not great teams in the west Marquise Chris started, nobody cares. Uh, Tyson Chandler has been playing very well for the Suns. Getting a, uh, speaking of elite rebounders, Tyson Chandler, elite rebounder. He was only 2-for-2 two two tonight in 32 minutes. He had 9 points, but he had 12 rebounds and a steal. Um, Tyson Chandler playing a, a lot of minutes lately after he came back um, to the starting lineup. And I was a little surprised by that because I really like Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn in starters minutes could be just like, just a really great fantasy player. I think uh, I, I have a lot of I have a lot of Alex Lynn stock. Tonight, Alex Lynn played only twenty minutes. He was zero for one. Only had five rebounds and one freaking point. So that was not uh, his stock's kind of fallen off. But uh, I think. Once this Phoenix Sun team realizes, or I mean, they've already realized, but later in the season, 
when they're trying to tank, they're going to put Alex Lennon and get him some reps. And they're going to, it's probably still going to be a timeshare between him and Chandler. Um, really, I, I, I like Alex Lynn, even if he's playing 28 some minutes, but, uh, Tyson Chandler's playing well and he's playing starters minutes and those elite rebounds make him a hundred percent in all leagues should be streamed in head to head leagues. And if you're in a roto league and you're hurting on, on rebounds, why not run Tyson Chandler out there for a couple weeks, put him on your bench, uh, spot, start him against good teams and, or, you know, just put him in your utility spot for a week or two and, and rack up that 12 rebounds a game and, and bring your, your rebounds totals back up. He's not going to be great really at anything else. I'd, I'd rather have Steven Adams just because of the steals uh, aspect. Uh, Tyson Chandler still is able to get about a steal a game, so it's not like he's hurting you completely. Him and Steven Adams are pretty similar because they do um, struggle a little bit in free throws, have really great field goal percentages. Adams gets you a little bit more blocks, a little bit more assists, but and a little bit more points, but not by a ton. I would, I think I was, I would still take rest of the year between the two. I would take Stephen Adams because I do think Tyson Chandler and Alex Lynn will share minutes. But right now, Tyson Chandler is playing great and he's getting elite rebounds. And like I've already said this episode, elite rebounds are hard to come by. So go ahead, jump on that bandwagon. We did have, oh, look at this. Look at who's back. We had uh, TJ Warren playing tonight. He only played 10 minutes. He, man, I don't, I don't know what to make of his return. He had uh, 14 minutes in the game against Oklahoma City a couple nights ago, and then only 10 minutes tonight. Hmm. This is probably a buy low time for him. He is 23. The Suns suck. And they need to figure out what they have in him. And when he was on fire earlier this year, he was averaging like, you know, 19, 18 points a game, getting some decent rebounds, and getting a lot of steals. So if TJ Warren is available in your league, I would go ahead and pick him up. I'd take a flyer on him right now for the if, especially if you're in a roto league where you can stick him on the bench and wait for him to get, you know, better. I would I would do that right now. He's back he looked bad, so maybe his owner will drop him. Maybe, maybe you'll get lucky there, but um, we'll see. I would, I'd, I would still own T.J. Uh, Warren in all leagues, uh, even though P.J. Tucker is still starting. I think that that will switch here in a here in a little bit. Let's go on to the T. Wolves. Uh, gorgeous Dang, uh, Gorgie Dang. He had ten points, nine rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. Another across-the-board solid night from old Georgie Jang. Georgia Jang. Um, I just love butchering Georgie's name. Um, Gorgeous George. That's what we should just call him. Old Gorgeous George. He's kind of been a little bit down from his hot start, uh, but Tibbs is not playing any of these starters. Like, you're a bad minute night for uh, Gorgie Tang is like 29 minutes now, and that used to be what like a good night for him. So I would still continue to own Gorgie Tang, uh, Zach Levine as well. Um, and you know what? Ricky Rubio has his places in roto leagues. I'm not sure I can own 
Ricky Rubio, but let's see. Let's let's go take a look, a deeper look. Ricky Rubio tonight, one for five. That's really terrible, and this is why it's hard to own him in Roto Leagues. Only eight points, but 12 assists and two steals and three rebounds. Those assists, those are elite assists. It's hard to argue with, but, um, yeah, that one for five really, really, I mean, it doesn't hurt terribly, but it doesn't, it's not great. It hurts you in a couple categories, even though it's going to help you a lot in assists. Um, I still think this whole starting lineup is standard league relevant. You, Wiggins actually being, if you're in a nine-cat Roto League, being the more questionable guy, simply because he's just a straight scorer, but you always need scores. Like, the, that's incredibly valuable. So all, Ricky Rubio, yeah, they should all be owned in standard leagues. I think you know what you're getting here. We'll see as the, as the year progresses. We could see uh, someone move off this team, and that that would be the thing to watch. Uh, who's moving and why they're moving. If um, Ricky, It looks like Ricky Rubio is going to move. Zach Levine's stock's going to go way up because he's going to run that team from the point. And... Um, if Zach Levine gets traded, his stock's gonna Zach's stock's gonna go way down because he's probably gonna come off the bench, wherever he's traded to. So Zach Levine, kind of a high risk, high reward guy. I would bet on Ricky Rubio getting traded or nothing, nobody getting traded. Uh, Bichalitza is my favorite guy on this bench, uh, just because of his the, his ability, like his nine cat across the board, his ability to get rebounds and three pointers. Uh, and the occasional uh, steal there. Uh, he's my favorite to blow up off the bench if he, if he ended up playing 30 minutes. But in Tibbs' system, if you're starting, you're playing 35 minutes. If you're on the bench, you're, you're playing like 15. So, yep, that's what you can expect from that team. So uh, keep steady over there. And the next game was the Chicago Bulls versus the, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Chicago Bulls blew out the Detroit Pistons, and it was a well-deserved blowout because the Bulls embarrassed themselves last week, losing to the Bucks twice and blowing that lead against the T-Wolves. Tonight, Taj Gibson, 8 for 8, 16 points. Uh, I, Taj Gibson, consummate professional, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Couldn't ask for a better um, Chicago Bull. And he's been kind of hovering in that drop zone he plays solid minutes, and he gets solid stats. He's not going to wow you anywhere, but um, you know what I he gets in the last two weeks. He's averaged about thirteen points, uh, five and a half rebounds, and about a block a game, and a half a steal. So like that's not great. Like would I rather have Stephen Adams? Yes. Would I rather have Tyson Chandler today? Yes. For the rest of the year, I'd rather have Taj Gibson because Taj Gibson's going to keep that starting spot. Uh, Jimmy Butler's playing well, as always. Wade, probably a little bit of fatigue, uh, playing a lot of games in December. We've had uh, the Bulls have had a road trip. The, one of the things to know was over the last week, Nico Miritich sat two games. One, uh, the first Bucks game, the, he had a coach's decision, did not play. The second game, he had a coach's decision, but a word came out that he missed the the walk around in the in the morning, and so he set out that game for that reason. I question a lot of what was actually going on there, but tonight. Uh, Nico came in, you know, kind of looking like old Nico. He played 21 minutes. He was 5 for 10. He had three three-pointers, 13 points, two blocks, four rebounds, and two assists. I'm keeping my eye directly on Nico Miritich right now. If he's, if he's, you know, found his place, if he's motivated, that guy's a standard league relevant player. So if you're in a 
the deeper league, I would pick up Nico Miritich off the waiver wires if you're a 14, 16-team league. He probably should be owned already. Anyway, 10 to 12 league teams, he's approaching that drop zone. It's someone to watch. If he gets hot, pick him up, take a flyer on him uh, pretty quickly because, yeah, Nico is going to um, – uh, it, it, when he is playing really well, he's just a he's a fancy stud. Similar to um, Robert Covington, when Robert Covington is playing real well, he's a great fancy player too. Another guy to see off this team was Doug McDermott. Played twenty five minutes off the bench. Uh, like I said, this was kind of a blowout, so it's hard to gauge what's real uh, what's real value in this one. But Doug McDermott, just a note, um, played well off the bench. Still only, a, I think, a deep team, like a 14-16 team relevant guy for Doug McDermott, if he can get his three points hitting. Uh, right now, is he's still averaging under a three-pointer game, and that's really just not acceptable. Um, actually, everyone on the Bulls, other than Nico Miritich, um, I think is average. Let's, let's make sure I'm, I'm looking at the last two weeks. So let's go look at the full season, the, one, the worst free th- three-point shooting team in the league. Nico is averaging 1.4, Jimmy's averaging 1.1, and Wade's averaging one three-pointer a game. Everyone else is non-existent. Uh, Doug's averaging less than one, which is embarrassing. He needs to be shooting more threes. Uh, if he can approach two three-pointers a game, well, then you're talking about a little bit of a specialist. Maybe he's kind of a streamer for head-to-head teams. But until then, uh, Doug, big, deep leagues only. Uh, Rondo tonight had a pretty good game. Ten point—he he must be trying these days. Ten points, fourteen assists, eight rebounds, three steals, two three-pointers, which was uh, pretty crazy to see. Rajon Rondo hit two three-pointers. Uh, even his percentages are, are are really bad, and um, he's known to just you know stop caring and not play every once in a while. But it's it's really hard to argue with those elite um, assists. So if you can maybe uh, maybe he's a bench guy in roto leagues I find him hard to own just because he hurts you in other in, in, in more categories than he helps you but really good rebounds elite assists and and solid steals does provide standard league value so maybe he's on your bench in roto leagues and head to head leagues I think he should be owned especially if your punting strategy fits him and he should be owned one hundred percent let's move on to the final game of the night Dallas. Versus the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets finally figuring out their rotation. Um, uh, Nurkic did not play tonight. Coach's decision. I think the feud of who is going to play in this game, who's going to start on this damn team, is finally over. Jokic, 38 minutes, 27 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, and a 3-pointer. That's a coming out game, everybody. Your chance to buy low on Jokic is over. Uh, congratulations to everyone who went through the first couple months holding on to him, desperately thinking something would happen. Um, it did. It happened. I think he's gonna. I don't see why he's not gonna start for and, and get starters minutes for most of the rest of the year. It still might be a little bit up and down, a little bit of a timeshare. Um, here and there over the next month or so. But by all-star break, he's going to be the, the full-on starter. This team uh, impressively beat Dallas, even though Dallas is not a good team. Um, everybody else on the Nuggets, Gary Harris, another really good night. Ever since he's coming back from injury, he's looked great, and he's hurt um, Will Barton's 
fantasy value. I think Will Barton is droppable. He's in the drop zone for me in standard leagues. You can drop Will Barton and move on because Gary Harris is getting the lion's share of the minutes. Gary Harris tonight, 9 for 13, 24 points, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 rebounds, 4 three-pointers. Gary Harris should be owned in all leagues for sure. Um, he's gonna, He's a solid player. He's... There's no, really. There's just I don't see a reason why he he can't be maybe not maybe he won't be this good. So maybe if you really want to sell high on him, but he's going to be a solid standard league player for the rest of the year if he stays healthy. Going over the Mavs, Wesley Matthews shot poorly. He only was he was three for eleven. Only had nine points, but he still got five assists and a steal and two um, three pointers. Wes Matthews has been kind of shooting uh, closer to his league average lately, which is really nice because he's been shooting really, really poorly. Tonight he shot poorly, and I'm hoping that's a fluke. I'm still sticking with Wes Matthews in standard leagues. Darren Williams, another uh, really good start tonight. Darren Williams should be owned in all standard leagues as well because he is providing just solid uh, point guard, old school point guard stats tonight, 23 points. He was nine for 18, three, three pointers, one rebound, one assist and, or eight assists and one steal. That's, um, that's standard league value right there. Pick him up. Finney Smith didn't really have a great game. He was, uh, I know he, he kind of looked a little spry. He's young. He's got a lot of potential. I don't think he's a standard league player right now. Uh, it's someone I'm keeping an eye on, but I, I don't, I don't like Finney Smith in standard leagues, maybe in deep leagues because he is starting and playing decent amount of minutes. Um, and Powell off the bench, 29 minutes, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 blocks, and a 3-pointer. Hmm. Dallas is a team I'm going to pay attention to. And, and, and moving forward with the box scores, I'm probably I'm going to skip over teams that are obvious, you know, like the Golden State Warriors or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Those are teams that are doing obvious things, and unless something drastically changes, we really don't need to talk about them. But teams like Dallas, we do need to talk about because Dorian Finney-Smith and Dwight Powell are both, you know, pretty good players. I um, I don't know what to make of either one of them because they're a little raw, they're a little young, and there's not a huge um, book of of. of experience and, and knowledge on those guys. You're, you're seeing them kind of develop right before our eyes with all these injuries um, on this team. J.J. Barea did play tonight. He only played 13 minutes, but in that 13 minutes, he had 11 points, four assists, three rebounds, and a steal and a three-pointer. I do see maybe J.J. Barea cutting into Darren Williams' minutes, even though I think Darren Williams is still ownable. Um Darren Williams has been playing very well and, and, and facilitating the point very well. So we'll see what that rotation moves into, and this is why I'm going to pay attention to Dallas moving forward. Uh, we'll see how J.J. Brea gets back into the rotation. Uh, only 13 minutes tonight, looks like. Yep, 13 minutes. But between Dorian Finney-Smith and Dwight Powell, i take a flyer on either one of them if one of them fits your... Um, I guess your style more than the other one. They're they don't do a lot. They're kind of like they're kind of like across the board players. Like they're kind of like a Mo Harkless in training. And both of them, I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith's like defense is really impressive in real life and in, in actual NBA. He's very athletic and he's just. 
he's not looking for his own shot out there. He's just doing, put, getting put backs, but he's averaging almost a steal and a block in 28 minutes a game over the last two weeks, and that's something to be noted. Um, he's also sh- uh, hitting almost uh, about two threes a game, and so that's that's valuable. Um, I can see taking a flyer on Finney Smith, Dwight Powell. To me, I, I, w- I would only pick them up in Roto Leagues and stash them on the bench if, I, if I'm in a – 12 team league and the 10 team league i still think they're probably drop zone players 16 18 you know big leagues 14 16 sized leagues both of those guys should be owned in head-to-head and roto leagues Um, i think they have a little bit more value in roto than head-to-head just because they're kind of across the board players they got um very good percentages and really low turnovers so i know a lot of you head-to-head people don't care about the percentages and turnovers and uh what i say to that is when people are zigging, you got to zag. And that's why I pay attention to the field goals, free throws, and the turnovers. Because those are categories you can win. And that's all the games tonight. Um, thanks for joining me. If you like what you hear, go out to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. And give us a good rating and review. It really helps the visibility of the podcast. helps other people find the podcast. And if you know someone who would be interested in this, tell them. You know, the word of mouth is the best marketing um it's the best way to get um something like this out so if you have a friend who's into fantasy basketball or wants to get into fantasy basketball uh tell them about this podcast and also tell them about my twitter handle at watch the boxes i'm on twitter you can hit me up with feedback for the show you can ask me questions about your fantasy basketball team your waiver wire pickups your trades uh, or you can tell me that the bulls suck and and talk shit to me if you'd like i i really don't care But I hope everybody has a good holiday. Thanks for joining me tonight, and we'll be back later this week with more box scores.